I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. I'm going ghost. Today, we're going to be talking about Ghost Runner, a game that was developed by One More Level and Slipgate Ironworks, published by 505 Games and All In! Exclamation point Games, and was released in 2020 on the PlayStation 4, Windows, Xbox One, Switch, Amazon, Luna, another... <laughs> what is happening? Get a hold of yourself, companies. Uh, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, but first, if you can give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. So, Ghost Runner is a first-person platformer uh, and uh, action game. It's a game where you do have to kill enemies with a sword. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Yeah, in my head... If you're a longtime listener of the pod, uh-huh. I think of it as kind of like a cross between something like Mirror's Edge and Hotline Miami. Okay, yeah. Or it also like Neon White. <laughs> yeah. Let's address that particular elephant at the at just the absolute jump. Uh-huh. Is this the fastest time <laughs> that we've ever played a game and then played a game that was just like it but worse? <laughs> Maybe. Like, I'm uh, not going to say that Ghost Runner <laughs> is strictly worse than Neon White. It's I like would. a. <laughs> it ha- I, when I say strictly, <laughs> I mean like they're the same game, but this is a worse version oh, of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a game that has its own sort of things mm-hmm. that it does differently than Neon White. But I feel like, and I'm going to reiterate this probably three or four times over the course of the next 45 minutes, so mm-hmm. be prepared for that. If you liked this game and haven't played Neon White, go play that game. Because it's just a very, very polished this genre. First person reflex runner. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. But, uh, yes. So that is the game. And I actually, I do like you bringing up Hotline Miami because I feel like that is one way where this game does sort of differ a bit from Neon White. I mean, there's lots of ways, like, <laughs> it looks very good, and Neon White is also looks good, but has, like, an artistic lower fidelity to it. Yeah. This is, like, a very, like, going for... Like, current gen, yeah. super detailed lighting and all that <laughs> shit. Everything is, is very shiny. Yeah, there's, like, game. just so many layers. Yeah. Uh... I, I toyed around with turning different things off and on in the graphics on my uh, computer, uh, and it, there's a whole bunch of shit. So there's a <laughs> lot of fine granularity yes. to those good graphics. Yes, this game is like an onion. <laughs> good. <laughs> also, much like an onion, it makes you cry. It does. Um, we'll come back to that. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the comparison to Hotline Miami, the reason I like it is because uh, while... Neon White also is like a rapid restart kind of game. Very rarely were there times where I built up like an astronomical number of deaths in like a very short period Mm. in the way that Ghost Runner did. Like Ghost Runner kicked my ass many times through the playthrough that were and where I was just going back over and over and over and over again. Uh, in order to get something perfect, because that's the only way that I was going to get around the obstacle that I was up against. Mm -hmm. I will say that one of the things that I don't like as much is that I felt much less compelled to do that. Unfortunately, that's how you finish this game, is that you have to do that in order to win, whereas Neon White had more of a forgiving, like, you can do bad and move on Mm -hmm. as long as you pick up the slack somewhere else. Yeah, like... I feel like this game had like a little bit of a level of randomness to the AI mm-hmm. that was bad for this type <laughs> of game. It's like I remember when we played Super Hot, and I don't know why I just had this thought, uh-huh. but um, there was like one level like later in the game where it was like you know you had to do everything perfect to get through it, and everything happens the same way each time. I think, but there was like that one level where it was like a guy came from the left this time, and I swear he's never come from the left before. <laughs> and I was like, is there like a little bit of variability in the game? And I was unsure. It seems like right. probably not in Super Hot's case. 
Uh, this game just has that all the time. Like, you, you'll be, like the, like, the first guy in an area. You'll kill him, you know, like, eight times in a row, you know, while you're doing the level. Uh-huh. And, like, it, it's, like, the other guys that are giving you trouble. But then you have, like, three in a row where he just shoots you right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's, like, just never done before. Like, I, I feel like that's... I don't like that personally i think it's supposed to just add more challenge like you had to pay attention right and like less muscle memory yeah i think what it's supposed to be is the enemies react to the thing that you are doing however the firing interval cannot be that because there (laughs) (laughs) there are times when i've executed to my knowledge to the millifucking second, <laughs> the exact same action, and die one time and not die yeah. another time. So there is definitely some RNG going on, like, actually dictating when you're getting shot at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels very unfair. Yeah. I think one of the things that m- makes the game's difficulty feel unfair is just, like, it's a first-person, like, melee combat game. Yeah. And with melee combat you have to be close to the enemy which means all the enemies have guns so that means if you're like fighting one guy the guy over there can just shoot you from off screen yeah and which you will, cannot see them yeah, and you, you you can't see them and like that i don't know i just think that's not good uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think so i don't want to it like... happens a little too often like i think like there's games like like uh like bayonetta comes to mind where like it's coded so that enemies can only attack you when they're on screen. Uh-huh. Uh, and in, like, I think in the sequel, there are enemies that can attack you from off screen, but there's always some kind of, like, visual indicator to their attacks. Like, they'll shoot out a light on the ground or something, and you'll know they're... New microphone, everybody. And, well, it's the <laughs> pop filter. But, um, so that was all just me being dumb. <laughs> but, uh, so you'll know what direction the attack is coming from and stuff like that. Like, th- I, this game... to doesn't have anything like that to like make it go down smoother Uh, or like to address it yeah i mean to an extent i i do agree i think that and i think this probably is symptomatic of the game's larger problem is that it's just fucking hard to make a a game like this that goes against most conventions like first person platformers are a subgenre but they aren't one that you see a lot of and first-person melee combat is also a genre that you don't see a whole lot of. So it ends up being, it needs to balance both of these with, like, a very fast-paced game. And, uh, like, a you have to retain your attention through an entire level where you're dying over and over again. Like, it's just a really difficult tightrope to walk. Yeah, I think it gets most of the way there same like the platforming feels good and the combat feels good it's just like having it be a it's like it pushes the concept too far i think by making it like a hotline miami like you have to do it perfect (laughs) yeah style thing like i like those things don't really mesh for me but i might just not be a godly enough gamer Um, that is possible. I will say I did not have nearly as much issue as far as like just getting shot by people I couldn't see. There were times, the biggest issue that I had was when using the shift ability that slows time down and lets you drift in air, I would drift past people and (laughs) have to like whirl around to see where they were. And like, because when you let go of shift, you'll like dart forward in the direction that you're going in. And so it ends up like, I don't know it to me, it felt kind of difficult to control when you were in slow-mo. I will say I also made poor use of the special abilities that you're given uh, and mostly used one of them for like the majority of the game. Mm -hmm. Was Uh, it blink? It was, I don't believe it was Blink. It's whatever one shoots out a shockwave in front of you. Mm, okay. It's That's just the like second a, one you get, yeah? Yeah. I ended up using that for, like, the whole game, and I know that Blink would have helped because it gives you a lot of mobility and lets you kill a bunch of people at once. Yeah. Uh, but I was just very bad with it. Like, mm. I couldn't get it to do what I wanted it to you do. You had to be closer, at least in my experience, you had to be closer to enemies to use it than you think you should. Right. 
that makes it because you're thinking so you activate it and you would just be like running in slow motion <laughs> with like nothing <laughs> yeah and, like i'll get there one day <laughs> maybe i'll get in range before the slow motion stops <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know i think that's sort of the general feel of the game right like mm-hmm. the platforming itself is very it's very good it feels good once you get the hang of it I found this to be much less intuitive than other similarly paced games. Like, I agree. Yeah, this took a bit to like sink into. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you already touched on it, but the shift ability, I think, is like what this game is like built around. I mm-hmm. think you know, and I found it to be like strangely unintuitive, <laughs> like. I don't know how long I ended up playing this game. Probably like six or seven hours. I did not beat it. Full yeah. disclosure. Um, uh, and I never really got the hang of it. Yeah. It, it is like... I don't know. I like Even when I felt like I had the hang of it, getting used to the enemy behavior in a way that makes you able to reliably... like It's a level of mastery that... Despite the fact that I did, I did finish the game. As far as the game is concerned, I did great. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as myself and anyone who may have been like watching me, uh, which nobody was, thankfully, I don't think that I achieved like the level of mastery that I felt like I did in Neon White, right? Or in Hotline Miami, or in Celeste, right? Yeah. These are a lot of games that are very much like, in order to complete them, you pretty much have to figure them out on a deep level. And I don't think I ever really got there with this. Yeah, it felt like what you were like the intent or the idea was that you're supposed to like look at the enemies uh-huh. because like they have like a flash. Or, like, some kind of tell, like, before they shoot. So I think you're supposed to, like, anticipate the shot and then hit the shift and, like, go around the bullet very deliberately. Right. Like, I think it's what, like, the way it's supposed to work. But, like, it's first-person melee combat. You're flying around, running everywhere. Yeah. You never stop, (laughs) you know? Like, it's rare that you're just, like, looking right at the enemy. Right. Yeah, the way that I usually use the shift is I would run. They usually won't hit you if you're just moving at all times. Right. Uh, and uh, I guess if and you have to be changing position. Yeah, if you run right at them. They, they will shoot they you will right shoot in the head. Uh, but I'll run until I'm close enough to them that the shift will catch them. Mm-hmm. And then I just hard strafe to one yeah. side or the other until they fire. And then after they do is when I go for the kill. Yeah, yeah. Like in practice, that's the way you, you end up using it in a way more general way. Yeah. Which I don't think they want it to be more stylish, but it's yeah. harder to to execute that. Yeah, they want it to be literally like you see a bullet coming and you dodge out of the way of it, yeah. like a anime ninja. <laughs> My question is: Did you end up using the reflect ability? I tried. Okay. Uh, I uh, I I I got an achievement for doing it oh so many times. So mm. like. I was, like, sporadically successful at it. Right. I found the Reflect to be... We just talked about how difficult the game is. It's mm-hmm. going to come off as, like, maybe a little bit me trying to do two things at once. Uh-huh. Uh, but I found the Reflect to be potentially too reliable. Mm. Like, I mostly used Reflect to dodge bullets <laughs> right. by just clicking and being like, ah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just like, and later you can even get upgrades that make the timing window mm. less tight. So it's like, you just click anywhere in the ballpark of where they're <laughs> shooting at and you'll reflect the bullet back at them or like, you know, wherever you're aiming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that to be like my best defensive option most of the time, other than just running on the walls. Right. Uh, so yeah, combat just feels kind of awkward. It it feels if the goal of the combat in the game was to make you feel like you were constantly on the verge of death and <laughs> <laughs> to give you a nervous heart attack, then I think they did an okay job with yeah. it. Yeah. But if the goal of the combat was to feel fluid and stylish, then and like I don't you're a badass. Yeah. Then I feel like that isn't what I got out of it. <laughs> No, me neither. Uh, 
there's since you've already blown your big secret uh-huh. that you didn't finish the game. I want to talk about there's an enemy that that you that get that shows up later in the game that I. It took me so long to have even a reasonable idea as to what it was you were supposed to do to beat them. Mm-hmm. They're just like a guy who can teleport around and is invisible when they're teleporting. So they're not teleporting. They like cloak and run away. Okay. And you show up. The first time that you see him, you're in this like big round room and there's just like one of them there and they look weird. I presume most people would probably just attack them immediately, but I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. And then they blink, and then they're on the other side of the thing. And you're like, oh, because you run over there, and then you try and get them, like you've been getting all the other guys. Uh-huh. And they just teleport to the other side. So I, for like the first like four encounters with them, <laughs> just did the, the shockwave move to kill them. Mm. And I think what you're supposed to do is try and bait them into an attack and then use the shift... Just to get to them before they finish the attack animation. Right. And to me, that was so beyond the pale, like beyond what I was, uh, what I was like prepared for. And it just took me so long to get it that it was like weirdly frustrating. Mm -hmm. I also think that it's kind of a problem that your character's hitbox is the size of a semi truck. (laughs) Uh, Those melee guys. Oh, the ones that jump around. Yeah. They'll kill you. No matter what. (laughs) Like, if you don't dodge, you die instantly. It's not like you can finesse them by running in a weird direction or something. Because if any part of them touches anywhere within a five-mile radius of your character model, you just drop dead. Mm -hmm. I've had death screens that were like a toe. (laughs) Like, flying above me. Uh, and it just murdered me. Yeah. Those are my, my <laughs> complaints. <laughs> I found myself liking those enemies, though. There's because, a rhythm to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I know it was like the first like difference in kind. I think they're the first enemy that does not have a gun. Yeah. Did you get a, did you find a, a swordman? A swordman? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we have a game that we're going to be talking about. Next time, uh-huh. uh, called Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a game that is entirely in Japanese, uh-huh. and we'll talk about that also when we get there. Uh, but the the swords guys mm-hmm. in this game are the only characters that speak Japanese, <laughs> and it makes them seem like they're weebs. Like uh. that's the purpose of it is like they're the ones. Who don't have the guns. Right, because they studied the blade. They study the blade and they have a katana and they say a line in Japanese before they charge at you and you right. have to parry them. Uh, no, I did not. Okay, yeah. They're, uh, I mean, they're fun to fight as well. Um, though, like everything else in the game, they die in one hit, so it's not like a big fight. But Right. Much uh, like in a sword fight in real life. Similar. <laughs> uh, so, this game <laughs> has a narrative. It does, yes. Um, and uh, I did not get to experience the whole thing, but I, I found it like, what's the word for it? Like, I liked it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think like the implementation of it is really good. Like the, um, I like the whole like, what's his name uh, from Power Rangers, Zordon. Oh, I was like the guy in this game. Oh no, you mean Zordon? Yeah, like Zordon, or like like the N- MCP from Tron, or mm-hmm. like you know, like big face in a computer uh, sort of thing. It's got like a very like kind of cyberpunk mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Like I, I think like the story they were telling is like fairly simple but like really like fit the style or like the visual style of the game and was like well executed yeah i think that goes a lot for that goes a lot toward just speaking on how good this game's presentation is Mm -hmm. like the architect uh our big head in the sky zordon zordon uh and mara and then later or earlier (laughs) that lady whose Mm -hmm. name I don't remember speaking to you entirely through your like headset, never really interacting face to face until the boss fight at the end is like, it fits well with the game. And because the game itself is so 
dedicated to creating that like cyberpunk space for you to be in it does feel really good and like the narrative reflects like the the themes that you are associating with like the visual and audio tropes that you're getting it it feels like a very it feels not like a pastiche but like a like it really has incorporated the elements of the genre that people recognize and I'm very tired of saying, like, mm-hmm. this game's narrative is not particularly original, but I think it worked. Mm-hmm. This game's narrative just fits well, and I treat it more as part of the larger presentation than I do as, like, a story on its own. Because, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't tell you beat for beat what even happens, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people talking about fucking humanity and a tower and people right, live in the cities. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Classic cyberpunk shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what kind of budget this game has, but it feels like it's like more of like a double A title. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's gotta be like what someone like the like the best like executed like like I think it looks probably about as like good as it can and like the narratives executed as well as it could be. Like I just expected like a more generic. Uh narrative or like the voice acting to be bad or like i expected some part of like the story to be subpar right and i thought it was actually pretty good yeah yeah the story itself is good the the voice acting is good as well uh it is it is surprising coming from like not a major studio how polished this game is yeah i mostly agree (laughs) yeah you you played the whole thing It, I mean, might I fall, it might totally fall apart. <laughs> I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. I think that the the biggest problem, and this is not a problem of design, so to speak. This is more likely a problem of time or budget, if I had to guess. Uh, sure. Is that the game is separated into three acts, with the first act taking place inside the tower, the second act taking place in the city, and then the third act taking place... Back in the tower? I don't actually remember. There's, like, another place that you are uh-huh. uh, as you work your way up toward yeah. where Mara An is. evil lair. Yeah, the secret underground lair with Dr. Evil uh-huh. on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I think that the first area in particular kind of wears out wears out its welcome a bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit too long to spend in sort of a similar industrially zone. Yeah. And it gets it the levels blur together there a lot more than they do later on. Yeah, yeah. Like you hit you definitely hit the point where like the intrigue of like climbing the tower like wears off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean similar to Celeste, I feel like Except not similar to Celeste, <laughs> just similar to the way that I perceive Celeste, is that there was a point where I forgot that I was climbing a mountain, mm. or a tower in this case, right? and was just like, I'm just doing this level, and then later you're reminded about like what the overall goal largely is. I think that it's more reasonable to say that about this game. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that I ever forgot I was climbing a mountain in Celeste. I'm pretty sure that's a verbatim quote yeah. from you <laughs> on that episode. But I did forget that I was in Canada, so... Well, there you go. Um, so, uh, I feel like this is one of the hardest games we've ever played for the podcast. Oh. And <laughs> what a baby gamer. <laughs> Uh, and I know because we are Steam friendos. Yeah. Uh, that every level that I did, you finished it in half the time as me, and with half the amount of deaths. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I was wondering what you thought of the difficulty. Uh, I'm obviously uniquely bad at this. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're uniquely bad because one thing I I did mention this to you prior to recording this. Mm-hmm. Um. In Neon White, I mentioned on the podcast that there was always somebody beating me. Mm-hmm. At first it was JJ, and then it was this other guy. And I was always in sort of like a, can I beat the other people on my friends list thing? And I didn't have that experience quite with this. One person that I was friends with had played the game before. And I had done consistently better than them on every level. Uh, and then... <laughs> 
we got to a level that I do want to talk about, and then they just stopped playing the mm. game. So if at the very worst, <laughs> you're at least as good or better than that guy is. Sure. <laughs> uh, Small victories. Yeah, I think it comes down to... A, a lot on just experience and personal preference. Yeah, I, I should have tr- tried harder to try playing with a controller. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I played on PC, uh, and I did try the second time I booted it up to play with a controller, but, like, the game wasn't recognizing it, and I'm like, I don't want to fuck with the Steam <laughs> I'm settings just going to give whatever. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I definitely would always get, like, finger-tied because, like, my, my biggest weakness in typing is all the letters you have to type with your pinky and ring finger on the left side. Oh, yeah. Like, Z and X. And, like, that's where all the buttons are, <laughs> or the keys are, for this game. So I'm, like, trying to hit control to slide, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. And then I have to hit shift, and I'll hit caps lock. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> uh, so that didn't help me out. Uh, so I, I should have probably messed around at least with key bindings, but I just didn't. Yeah, there's, I, there's, I have grown past the point of messing with key bindings. It's yeah, too much for me. I usually just deal with whatever is given to me. Yeah, I use the default. Sometimes I fuck with mouse sensitivity, but that's usually about it. Uh, I will say, yeah, I think that honestly is probably the biggest thing, is just I have a, a lot of experience with first-person gaming on PC, and you don't have that. Right. Uh, I feels like I should have enough by now <laughs> that it's not that big of an issue. But Yeah, I mean, to the point of the question, though, it's like, the game is still brutally hard. Yeah. In the sense that you die a lot. It's it's one of those things where difficulty is kind of a strange question because it's like this game is hard to complete by a lot of metrics, but it is not necessarily like so hard that I there are pe- that I don't think that people could do it. Right. Uh that's not like the first thing that comes to mind. So like Yes, I think it's really hard, but I also think that the difficulty is kind of necessary to sell how fast-paced the game is. Because if the game was easier, you could take your time a lot more, and I feel like you wouldn't it wouldn't feel as good to do. Sure. Uh, and obviously there are parts of this game, I've done some complaining, but there are parts of this game where that do feel really good, that do make me want to go through and, and keep trying zones. There are only a few places in this game that got like, in my opinion, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a few like standout examples, one of which was a boss fight, one of which was just like a random fucking jump <laughs> in the middle of one of the first areas. And then one of which was this room with like two laser beam shooting robots <laughs> and two samurai dudes and a gun and then two crystals you had to break. Right. And that took me like... I mean, I actually did. I messaged somebody because somebody was waiting on me. to. Fi- I was like, I'll do it after this level. And it was like 132 deaths in this <laughs> one room <laughs> where I just, just like couldn't fucking get it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there, there are a few parts where I think it pushes it too far. But largely, I think the difficulty feels necessary for the kind of game. And it just ends up being a game that's not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for me, it kind of felt like when I would have conversations uh, with JJ about Sekiro, mm. right after it came out, where I'm like, I'm playing the game, and then like I hit a boss, and it just is like a brick wall. Yeah. And I struggle against it for a while, and then I finally, like, yeah, I can't beat it. I turn it off, come back the <laughs> next day, struggle against it for a while more, and finally beat it. Mm. Then I go and I play the game for a bit, hit another boss, and it's another brick wall. <laughs> Uh, that's what this felt like to me. Like every new, like every other like encounter felt like a brick wall. Yeah, to me. And there was the weird like platforming difficulty spikes out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, that's the most notable, I think, in terms of like if we're talking about poorly balanced difficulty. <laughs> very early in the game, they just go, "All right, fuck you." <laughs> Get good at the platforming, or we're not letting you continue. Yeah, like it's not been the focus at all up until now. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, and then the the actual and it's funny because I you know like if you do nut up rather than shut up, uh-huh. <laughs> as the greatest scholars of our generation put it, uh, the the final boss of this game, all the bosses in this game suck. 
I'm just gonna say that the, the final boss of this game is more of like a uh, is a more of a platforming challenge, and then the level that immediately follows it, Halo, Resident Evil, Metroid style, mm. where you run away at the end to, uh. of a disaster occurring, you uh, is just purely just platforming, and it's like it's crazy <laughs> shit like <laughs> there it's like jumps that you have to dash in order to actually keep momentum mm. so that you can continue running to jump to other places uh and there are like spots where you have to use the dash just to get around these giant slow moving projectiles uh which there's a, an ability you get later that lets you have more dash charges it feels like a real culmination and felt really good whereas the boss when you have to actually fight stuff in the game feels much worse. <laughs> uh-huh. So I felt like the game should have even leaned more into the platforming and scaled that up at a reasonable pace <laughs> rather than slowly introducing new enemy types and then going, these walls kill you now and you just have to figure out how to make it. There were er- parts where I just like didn't know where I was going. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not good in this kind <laughs> of a game. <laughs> So yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just like one particular level. I think it's right before the first boss where you like run along a wall, like you jump to like a ramp, like you slide down like a ramp and you jump over these buzz saws and you have to grapple onto this thing and jump between two walls where <laughs> yeah. like every other panel of it is like lava or whatever and will kill you. And <laughs> on that section, I died like 246 times or something. And I had to say more than half of those were on that platforming section. <laughs> right, yeah. Like 100, most levels have like one part that's going to claim your life more yeah. than anything else. Uh, yeah, I remember... Another one that I saw you you doing, there's that room where you have to, like, clear out. There are people in, like, four corners, mm. and then there's, like, a, a minigun guy in the middle. Uh, and maybe oh, it's, like, yeah, two minigun guys yeah. in, like, there a split are. middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a rough room for the part of the game that it's in. Yeah. Uh, and that that's another place you just have to, like, fucking figure it out, and the game doesn't really give you much leeway in that, other than the ability to respawn infinitely i guess right (laughs) which throwing yourself at something over and over again is a way to learn yeah that i don't know if it's the best one yeah that live die repeat (laughs) yeah starring tom cruise (laughs) strategy Mm -hmm. and you know that if your uh doctrine it can be compared (laughs) to tom cruise that's not a great stein most of the time uh so you want to talk about that boss that for that first boss, I do. Uh, this is the level that I finished that the other guy <laughs> didn't, <laughs> uh, and it felt very appropriate because I remember as I was playing, I was actually at that point like kind of getting into the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I kind of get this. I'm feeling it. I'm gonna get better at it. Whatever. It'll be like neon white at the end. I'll love it. Spoilers. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but this this first boss I was playing and I was like, man, I have had more fun at the dentist <laughs> than I have at this like playing this boss. The first boss is just a laser nightmare and it sucks ass and I hate it. Uh, yeah, like the first, like you, you warned me about it before Mm -hmm. I did it. Uh, and I got through the first part where you had to like do the grappling hook around all the lasers. Like that wasn't that bad. That was, that was the bad part for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I got, I got obliterated To me, the second part, whenever it's just like the pulse coming out and it's just like, you have to like pin, like you have to like get it exactly. If you're like a millisecond off, you'll get hit by it. You have to like jump to the wall <laughs> and then jump before it gets to you. God damn it. I'm going to keep doing that. New microphone. Jump, you have to jump to the wall and jump j- right away so it, the pulse doesn't hit you. And then you have to like land before the next pulse goes by or like after it goes by so that one doesn't hit you. And it's like the most frustrating thing of all time. Yeah. I, I did that like maybe 24 times and then i was like i'm done playing this game (laughs) you know what now that you mention it uh that one obliterated me too (laughs) (laughs) yeah the grappling hooks i got through in maybe like five tries oh that's pretty good i think it took me i mean i don't remember what the exact number was i could probably look it up 
I don't know if I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> that first part took me like multiple dozens of tries to mm. get through. Then the second part also took me a long time. <laughs> the third part is not nearly as bad because there is another phase. After of course, that. yeah. I thought I assumed that wouldn't even be halfway done right because there isn't then afterward like another three phase little boss fight where there are pulses that go along the floor (laughs) and lasers that go in two heights Mm. and then you have to just work your way from the outside of a room to the middle three times and each time it gets a little bit harder yeah uh and honestly it's not as bad as the pulses by themselves or the lasers by themselves so but yeah the the first boss is so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it's funny that we had different... I mean, we do have the same problem, mm-hmm. but then also I had this additional problem of I found the laser part to be really hard. Mm. That even has checkpoints in it, right? Like, yeah. there are times when you can die and, and then has, go back. It has, like, platforms to land on so you can, like, stop for a second. <laughs> you have to still jump over the ones that yeah, come yeah, at yeah. feet but, like, height. That's, but... like, a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah, compared to everything else. The pulse one is where I really solidified my uh, your character is actually a truck wielding a sword <laughs> theory because the way that I was trying to avoid the pulses is I would jump onto the wall, then jump off before the pulse came up and mm-hmm. then dash back to the wall. Right. So do like sort of a little bounce thing. And you had to jump so long before the pulse visually got to you because even though it is represented as a light on the surface of the thing Mm -hmm. it reaches out like basically the entire length of your jump like the apex of your jump so you then have to go back in in the most precarious way imaginable it is it is one of the more frustrating things i think that i've done in the last like (laughs) like it was more frustrating than racing the dinosaur in Snowboard Kids too. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I, I, I was like, I tried to keep like a like a level head and be like, okay, I'm gonna like systematically be like, okay, I'm gonna like try different timings mm. and like different strategies and like just nothing worked. Like I could get the beginning of it consistently, but then you get to a certain point where it's like I don't even fucking, I can't even keep track of everything anymore. Yeah, and it's probably the most frustrating thing for me since the final boss of Blasphemous. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck that that random RNG <laughs> nightmare boss. Also, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. And the other bosses aren't that much better. They are better <laughs> because they aren't just like. Like, this and, feels like the intern at the office came up with the concept. Yeah, I like the idea, mm-hmm. like, of just doing, a bo- like, a boss encounter that's just platforming. Right. Like, I think that's a good idea. But we, like, we've talked about this many times. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, like, yeah, like, the first, like, the, the hitboxes on the pulse and, like, the different wrinkles that come from the first person stuff, etc. Yeah. Yeah, like, doing the the grapple, like, you get an idea exactly where you're going to go after doing it so many times. But it is also kind of disorienting, because, Mm -hmm. like, the view of you going toward the grapple is, like, you can't, you don't have time to discern, like... Where to go next. Yeah. So you're just rocketing to Stratus. And so you're tr- <laughs> trying to figure out where it is you're supposed to go. And getting hit by a pulse. Yeah, and then you get hit by a pulse or a laser beam and you start over. And then sometimes you hit a checkpoint and don't know it yet. And then you go to the next part and die. And you think that you start back at the beginning because it just always starts you on a platform that looks the same. Mm-hmm. And so you jump off with the timing that you learned after trying one thing 30 times and finding something that worked, and now it doesn't work, and you try that 15 times, and then you go, hold on a second, I'm in an entirely different area, and didn't realize it until just now. And then you have to relearn your timings as you go up uh, more. I just didn't like that, boss. I guarantee there are people (laughs) who are listening to this being like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It took me four <laughs> attempts or whatever. None of us said that we were good at this game. <laughs> no. Uh, and it, it, I, and this boss definitely killed me over a hundred times. <laughs> and it was just real yeah. annoying. I was just thinking about, like, 
that one level, I died 246 times. <laughs> with, yeah. And then I was thinking about, like, the, like, in how many times I died in Celeste. Mm. And it's just, like, be, like, one-tenth <laughs> of the number of times that I died in Celeste on, like, one section of one level. In one level, game. yeah. Oh, I think it's... I don't think that you even died... I don't remember. Yeah. Because I know that we compared numbers on the podcast. Yes. So listeners can have to go back and check at noclip.com. Noclippodcast.com. Yeah, I think it was 1606. Okay. That's my number of deaths. That makes more sense. Because I was thinking it was like closer to 600, but it might have been 1600. It was, yeah. Yeah. And we were only off by like... Yeah, I think you had like yeah, I think you had like sixteen thirty six. Like you were like and exactly thirty more. That, yeah, I something like that. Was. So yeah, you were definitely uh, you die a lot in this game, mm-hmm. and a lot more than you would think. They uh, really add up. They do. <laughs> Briefly, I just want to mention the other two bosses. Uh, the second boss is uh, against this robot that later on. Well, the boss, the robot shows up earlier in the city part, mm. and then you kill it in the boss fight, and it turns out to just be, like, another ghost runner, like, one that was, like, copied from you or whatever. And it's, like, a playable character in a DLC mission or something. Mm. Regardless, it's, like, the fight is just uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Like, you just have to match a tempo, like mm. a beat to the anime. You parry a sword. But it locks you in. It's one of the most awkward boss fights I think I've ever participated in. <laughs> it's like not as hard as the other boss fights. It You could debatably say it's a little bit harder than the final boss because the final boss isn't that bad. But it's just it, there's they pulled so many strings to make it work that it just feels like it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to engage them in sword combat. And then if you swing when they're obviously vulnerable. So if you, like, haven't gotten the concept They yet, block you. Yeah, it doesn't even block you. It gives you a fuzzy screen effect that says, like, resetting and then puts them back in their first... Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I understand what they're going for, I guess. Uh, like, like, you, like, perfectly mirror each other? No, not even that. Uh. It's just, like, you attack them and then your screen fuzzes out and it says resetting and then right. they do their so, first attack uh, again. That's weird. Yeah. Like, that you didn't perfectly mirror, they didn't block it. The game just said wrong. You did it incorrectly <laughs> and starts you back over. Uh, it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like it's hard or necessarily bad. It's just awkward. It's yeah. like it feels very forced. Uh, and you just do it three times and an incre- increasing difficulty. Once you've done each of them a few times, you kind of get the rhythm. You just do it and you're done. Uh, but it's just weird. It's just a weird, awkward boss fight that I don't like. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so that's the second one. And then the final boss is like very the much just... Octopus uh, Lady? Yeah, Octopus Lady. Mara. Yeah. Is just... Uh, I don't know. Video games? <laughs> yeah, They make a red octagon on the floor and parts of it light up and you mm, avoid gosh, those yeah. parts. <laughs> Like, it's really, that one's not weird. It's, like, so normal that it, it feels not notable. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that this game even tries to have boss fights because they're all bad. Yeah, it really doesn't feel like it needs them. Yeah, and every other part of the game is so much better than them. Yeah, if I, if I had to guess uh, what the second boss was, I probably would have guessed exactly what it is. <laughs> like, like, a Shadow Link. Right. Like, you'd fight another Ghost Runner. Yeah. Or like, uh, what's her name? Jean in Bayonetta. Oh, Bayonetta. Where, yeah, you had to, like, do the Wicked Weave moves at the same time. So you're essentially, like, parrying her. Yeah, sort of. Similar idea. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Except the one in Bayonetta just works out better. Yeah, it's actually, it's not, like, good. Yeah, strangely, like, jammed in there. Yeah. It's one of those things, and I complain about bosses more than most people. In fact, if somebody... If there was anyone insane enough to dedicate <laughs> the time to actually listen to this podcast, uh-huh. that is probably like a tick in a box for like what I am likely to complain about are like oh, yeah. are the bosses. <laughs> it's like definitely something that I come up with. But these ones I feel very warranted. Like these feel really out of place in a game that I otherwise thought was at least pretty good at most 
spots. So I don't know. That's all I really have. Yeah, same. Did we mention that the game just looks fucking good? I think uh, we did. I, yeah, we touched on it. <laughs> the yeah, game like for looks its, great. For its budget, I think it's really pushing its limits. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, a very current-gen looking in terms of all the fancy lighting and particles and stuff. Well, it's one of, the, it's one of those things that like I don't think about very often. Um, that, like when I'm playing games, I'm, I'm very rarely just like, oh, wow, the, this is like reaching a level of fidelity in graphics that I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. This one it did, did make me think that, which is pretty rare. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it isn't like the art style itself is is what's notable, or which it is to an extent. Mm. Not, it's not exciting for the most part. But the game looks extremely good. Like It just looks like they put a lot of work into making everything look real and flashy. Mm, it's polished. <laughs> yes. And it made my eyeballs sweat. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. Do we have... <laughs> uh, do we have cybernetic thoughts? Uh, my cybernetic thoughts are... Uh, yeah, I I definitely bounced off this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was like kind of bad timing. Uh, I felt like I didn't have a lot of time to play it. Uh, I don't know if that would have made a difference if I had tons of time, but... Uh, yeah, I found it to be very hard and unintuitive. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I like in there. Like, I think the game design is the thing that's kind of letting it down. Like, I think the concepts are there. I think they're executed pretty well, like we said in the beginning. Uh, the platforming and the combat feel good. But I think, like, the biggest difference between this and, like, Neon White, um, which I think is, like, a great game... Uh, is that like I feel like yeah like it's like that core game design concept that it's all built around like I just think that first person platforming melee combat doesn't mesh well with like the very hard Hotline Miami style structure and I think for me that's like what's holding me back from getting into it I think like these mechanics in a more platforming focused thing like a little bit more of a Mirror's Edge uh style thing would just be better um personally but uh yeah so to me uh i I, i'm curious to see what this studio makes next because i think this is an impressive game um for like the level like the double a kind of level it's at so a lot of promise there but like i just don't think like the it's like it's jamming two puzzle pieces together that don't fit for me yeah uh, do you want to know what they're making next? Oh, sure. It's, it's Ghost Runner 2. Oh, it's, it's not already out. <laughs> I don't remember if it's out or if it's like just been announced as yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. soon. I was aware of that. Yeah. They are making but Ghost Runner 2. But after that. <laughs> yeah, after that. We're probably not going to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Ghost Runner 2 will be better. It could be. That's, yep. That's the abusive relationship take on the game. <laughs> Maybe it'll be better this time. Maybe it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I made him mad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ghost Runner is, uh, to my mind, a game that has a lot of very good ideas, uh, and executed in a pretty good way with just big old fat missteps that happen, uh, (laughs) that make the game more, potentially more frustrating than it needs to be. I think that... You're kind of right. I think that a lot of the parts of the core concept of the game are more unintuitive than they should be in order to create more of a fluid experience. I like to talk about the combo letters in Tony Hawk, uh, where the obvious line is shown and it's just executing and executing should be a fun and enjoyable experience. And a lot of the time this feels more like trial and error to an extent that it, it doesn't, it, it's almost like it doesn't allow you as much creativity in the execution as maybe it should. Uh, that being said, I think the bosses are genuinely all terrible. And I, <laughs> I think that there are just certain areas that focus a bit too much on combat or a bit too much on, uh, or, or that just spike in difficulty a little bit too much uh, in order to feel like you're really getting into a flow state. Like the developer 
fucking name one more level is supposed to sort of give you that feeling uh and it just now it does sometimes but too often doesn't um so yeah like i said earlier i think if you've played this game and you enjoy it then there's absolutely you have no excuse uh (laughs) to not go play neon white which i think is is a similar concept handled in an even better way uh and if you haven't played this game and you have played Neon White and you got really into it, then this could be another outlet. I think the game is still fun. The game looks really good. If you're looking for just a next-gen-looking version of the first-person platformer, this is definitely what I would tell you to go to. So, Thank you for listening to no clip pocket this week what are we talking about next time next time we're gonna be talking about chop goblins nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna splice in a bit thinking which one of those is the shortest chop goblins okay it is a 30 minute game let's do chop goblins <laughs> okay <laughs> Which uh, should explain <laughs> why we're doing this. So, in my opinion, a little bit too close to the other Shemanskis. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. We do one Zelda a year. And that's you know, tr- why like... not one Shemansky a year? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll hit Wolf and Autumn later uh, next year. Don't do not hold me to that. In in the fall. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And maybe we'll do it in Falltober in Tem in Tem January. <laughs> Falltober in Spring January. <laughs> Look out for that one next year or this year, whichever one it makes more sense for that to be in. Uh, but Chavo is uh, is a first person shooter. Uh, that is like uh, it's a boomer shooter. That is like kind of a comedy. Like, throwback joke game. And and I put it on the list a little bit as a joke, uh, but now we're going to do it. Hell yeah. (laughs) So get ready. Uh, Until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our Twitter account, our email address, uh, the YouTube channel, which has all of our old episodes. Uh, you can get a link to our Discord where you can suggest games for us to talk about or talk about the games that we're talking about. Uh, and you can listen to any of our old episodes, including ones on Neon White that we just did very recently. Uh, Curse to Golf is another <laughs> game that we hit and just said, this game is pushing back on me like nobody's <laughs> business and just got demolished by. Uh, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge is a yeah. person platformer. In a futuristic setting, I think pretty unquestionably one of the the, <laughs> the forefathers of this game itself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fucking slash that like button, mm-hmm. awkwardly shift dash around all the hateful comments in the comment section. <laughs> Pulse away those haters <laughs> and ring that bell. And ring that bell. Grapple on up to it. Why did you say butt, man? I was vamping. All right. (laughs)